0: welcome back to the May how good words podcast it's with me josh and me Donna. donno that was a little bit faster today than usual and you're a little bit puffed out as well
1: i know i almost said and me josh but um, <laughs> i didn't so that's a great well, start.
0: i'm glad you didn't well <laughs> well done well cleared up um Welcome back to our week in football, um, where we are going to discuss all things football um, and all things that happened this weekend. A couple of things from the Premier League, a couple of things from across the continent. And we're also going to look at some predictions for games this week and review how shit our predictions were again last week. Um, There's only one place for us to start uh, with this week's week in football. It's got to be the mate, how good was Derby? Mate, how good was the mate, how good was Derby? Uh, It was a great game
1: wasn't it? It was a really good game. Yeah. Um, Sunday, the Sunday four o'clock slot is, you You, you want to go out of a bang. And I think it was a good game following the fucking Arsenal drubbing. Um, it was a good, it was a good game to finish the week, the weekend on. Um, frustrating is the one that, the word that, I that sticks in my brain. Villa was so, created so many chances, but just, it wasn't even like they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the neck. It was like they got they got eighty percent of the way there every single every single time, and then they scored the <laughs> flukiest goal. And it's just oh so so frustrating. Another injury as well, but it looks like Kamara's like done his knee, which is great. Um, I'm hoping this is a dip. I'm hoping it's like a dip. Her Gary Neville say something like something like it kinda of, how the players view it, if they're going to, are they gonna view it as we're running out of steam here, or are they gonna view it as this is a dip in form, we're gonna we're gonna pick it back up again. I'm hoping it's a dip in form. Um I think the expectation of winning so many games at home and being undefeated for so long at home has kinda of like taken over a little bit like we're finally we've finally lost games now at home. We're losing consecutive games. I feel like it's almost doesn't no... the play. I think the players are very tired, <laughs> and yeah. that that expectations lifted off them. Now they're not expected to win every single game at home. So I don't know if their performing at the same level. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think on the day, Man United just took took their chances when they got
0: them frustrating yeah yeah i think that like you said about the home records i mean it's gone from being what 13 14 wins straight on the home and then you've lost three games at home in eight in eight days yeah. which is yeah which is tough I, I i think i said to you yesterday after the game not even trying to be like not and um, like obviously i've sent a couple of messages trying to be a bit on the wind up about Douglas Wies, but after the game it kind of felt like one of those where neither team deserved to win and i know but also in the same sense, Villa probably... Villa could have won 4-1. It was such a weird... Like you said, it was such a weird game. that kept getting 80% of the way there and then just not finishing. If if Ramsey's touch... If Ramsey had played four more games or something yeah. or had played a couple more games and his touch would have been a bit better and he probably would have scored that Leon Bailey one and then you could have just seen United crumbling. But, I mean, in terms of the... From a United perspective, what it does... Is it gives a glimmer of hope, which we actually we were talking yesterday morning, and I was like, if we lose tomorrow, if we well, if we lose, um, sorry, yesterday, then all hope is gone. Eleven points away, um, with what fifteen games of the season left, but now we're five points away with fifteen or so games. I still don't I, I don't think I think there's a five percent chance we could get anywhere near Europe. But there was a zero percent chance, I think, if we lost. Whereas it gives me just a little glimmer of hope. But much like you said about Kamara, I mean I I do think that the game changed a lot as soon as Shaw went off. As soon as Shaw went off, the game changed a lot. Lindelof yeah putting putting Lindelof on at left back. I I, I don't Lindelof would have been the happiest man in the in the in the villa in the Aston area when he saw Leon Bailey go off yesterday because Leon Bailey had his number so much but yeah when i was watching it right i don't know if you saw this but when i was watching it first Bear in mind, like, Lindelof's come on against ba- Bailey. He's a centre-back who can kind of play right-back. Definitely never, ever a left-back. First thing that happens to him two minutes in is Nana passes him a ball, like, where he's one-on-one with the defender, <laughs> like, sort of by the corner flag, nothing else to do other than clear it. And I was like, oh, my God, don't- that's his first touch. Like, put it... Like, give him his first touch <laughs> in a different situation because as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, shit, we're fucked. Confidence completely gone. Um, but he... He had an awful job, but I, I know Emery said that taking Bailey off was tactical. And look, we have we. Know, I'm obviously nowhere near as as obviously I'm in no position to say that he's wrong in doing that. But he's wrong in doing that because Bailey had Bailey had the run of the pitch on that side. I thought he was your best. I thought he was your best player. So I have so weirded out when they took him off.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think <sighs> he sa- he says it's tactical. He said it was tactical. Um against Chelsea as well I think it's a case where he do- uh, he doesn't want to he, he really doesn't want him to get injured um, he's our best player at the moment you, you can see that everything when he picks the ball up he just causes panic in the defence because he, he, he would turn Lindelof inside out regularly yeah. and then it's like dangerous balls into the box he can go past players um, and he comes off and they replace him and they bring on Diaby, who looks a shadow of the player that was that we had at the start of the season. It's definitely it's got to be confidence because the ability is there. You could, we could see that like first few games of the season, but at the moment it's like everything he touches his touch is awful. Like ball comes into him, he gets stuck in his feet. He loses momentum. He can't get away. From, he can't. It looks like he doesn't. He doesn't ever want to take a man on. Every time he tries to take a man on, he gets tackled. He's really frustrating at the moment. I feel really, I do feel sorry for him. But when it clicks, I think, like with Bailey, Bailey was frustrating for eighteen months. Now he looks, yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah, I don't think it would take us long for DRB. Um, no, agreed. It's just for yeah, for so frustrating. Eleven, imagine that yeah. eleven point gap we could have got. And then it's like you're just really looking at Spurs every week. Not really. Don't worry too much about United, but. I think it's good, really. I think in, this, in the in the grand scheme of things, a result like that, before the game, I saw a lot of people saying it, was, it could be a season-defining result. And I think it, no matter what it's going to be, it was a season-defining result in the sense that it's tight now. It's really fucking tight. It's not just Spurs. You've got United there as well. Um it doesn't look like anyone else is going, to, is going to be able to break into the top six. It's now staying with United and Spurs for the duration of the season i looking at our next three games. We've got Forest at home, Luton away and I want to say Crystal Palace at away. And I mean really really we should be winning all three of those games, but I don't yeah. <laughs> I'm stre- I'm stressing now cuz I'm thinking <laughs> we should win all three of those games, but the reality is we'll probably win one maybe two of those games. We're gonna drop points. We're gonna drop points. I was looking at all the last fourteen games, and I was thinking we're gonna we're gonna really struggle here. So I don't know. We just need to find some form. I've just seen on Twitter that um, Kamara's ruptured his ACL, so that's him out for the rest of the year. Brilliant. Ah, um, oh. shit. We've just lost Dendonka, so we've got no we've got no replacement for him. Um, yeah. That's
0: shit, but it's fucking great for United and Spurs. But yeah, I, I just, just, just on that about the players and having no replacement for that. I just kind of want to. There, were, there were a lot of performances yesterday that I was obviously I was quite impressed with United players. Just come back to it from our side. If you thought Varane was really good, thought Maguire was really good, thought Dalot were all really good, but I, I can't. Casemiro makes such a difference. Casemiro yeah. makes such a. It's just because you were saying a whole of midfielders we've literally played all season pretty much without one unless it's minu or minu or amrabat who uh, hasn't looked up to it this season and then what casemiro's played i don't know what six games since he's been back and it, and we 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 look way more solid in midfield with him it felt like he was winning so many tackles, little balls, and he he has a lot of composure on the ball as well. And like having that player, you realise how important that type of person is. Um, I thought he was really good yesterday. I know he got but uh, like if, that's a guarantee. <laughs> but I thought he was really good yesterday as well. Um, and I, I just do need to flag the fact that you put Rasmus Hoyland in your disillusion eleven, and since then he scored five in five, and he scored two goals against Villa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <he's, laughs> um That is. I'm going to poetry poetry a little bit that that's happened um but I think in the main look I I don't think we're going to catch you I I, I the honesty is yeah, I I don't think we're going to catch you I also think that you are uh, like you were saying about it could be a result a the se- result defining a uh, season defining result I think that you I don't watch video every week but I've watched video a good few times this year and I think that you were really good yesterday like you said, for that 80%. And you were really good when I think quite a few of your bigger players weren't great. I didn't think Watkins was great. I thought McGinn was yeah. rubbish yesterday. Um uh, obviously like D R B coming D R B coming on wasn't wasn't great. And I know that like D R B is slightly different. And I know that those two have been like Watkins and McGinn have been outstanding this season. So I think the fact that you were as this might sound stupid, but as creative as you were and as good as you were while well, they're having an off day. Shows that when they go back to having an on you're going to be even more potent. I I wouldn't be worried as a Villa fan personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, 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 yeah,
1: I see what you're saying. Um, the two United goals are brilliant, though. I, I I will say that. I think I think the first one, is just great movement from Hoyland. Mm. He's looking good. He's I'm no longer underwhelmed. Um Yeah, yeah, good finish. Good, just great movement. Um, Maguire was an absolute monster yesterday. Um yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it is about Villa and set pieces, but any ball into the air we just not we just can't defend it. It's it's unbelievable. So having Harry Maguire at, at set pieces is just it's cheat code. So yeah, he yeah. he was class yesterday. It slabbed everything. Um yeah. And and then that that second goal, Kobe Minor's touch is unreal man. The ball, he the whole, was everything, a- everything
0: about it is amazing. He Kobe Minor again yesterday, like I, he he just doesn't he I he wasn't you don't look and go, wow, he was incredible today, but he just doesn't lose the ball and he just looks so no. composed on it. It's mad how good he is at what you would deem as like an older player to be able to do. He's so good like always in a more mature footballer do, he's so good at it. He just keeps everything ticking so well. Um, he I, I thought he was very good again yesterday. And what you said about defending set pieces is so weird because I feel like you're so strong at attacking set pieces, set pieces. But defensively, like I said, I felt United used to be so shit at attacking set pieces. But I felt pretty confident every time the ball went in yesterday. And obviously, like you said, Hoyland's movement for the first one was good, and the cross on the second one was Dallow's cross is outstanding, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's, it's yeah. one of those where you kind of go, you kind of go, yeah. They, it's not that it's, there's, there. Are, obviously, you can pick at it, and there are faults. But when a ball is that good, and you've got six foot four Scott McTominay hooking onto Matty Cash, you can you kind of just go. Uh, uh, McTominay's going to win that header
1: every day of the week, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant ball. The ball's like oh, it's perfect. He's caught it so well. Speed, yeah. it's straight. Oh, it's in the it's in a perfect position for it. It's so hard to head that ball away. Um, yeah. The keeper's got no chance coming out for it. It's so quick. It's, yeah, it's a brilliant goal. <laughs> um yeah yeah it's frustrating eh? it's so frustrating
0: yeah not for me um we let's <laughs> let's move on to um so i don't want you getting upset and i don't want to ruin the rest of the podcast let's move on to the next part of it um obviously arsenal being you being <laughs> you last week saying arsenal west ham stinks of them bottling it i said two 0 west ham <laughs> you said two one west ham had it written all over it and then Arsenal just fucking pulled their pants down um I was reading somewhere earlier that David Moyes' job, David Moyes job is um, under under threat. But I haven't actually read the whole head, the whole whole um, article. But it doesn't sound like it's an immediate thing. But I mean, it was just pathetic, one day. Like it, it was pathetic, mate. The the past tense Aguero aggred. He. <laughs> One of our one of our mates is a um, one of our mates, obviously big West Ham fan. He's like he's shit, and I'm gonna be he's shit. When I watched him yesterday, I was like, wow, he was crap. He was crap when we played him as well. I do even Moy's come out and said a few weeks ago like he needs to up his levels again. I don't know what's happened to him. He looks rubbish. Yeah, he
1: he he needs to be investigated, mate. He's so bad. It's suspicious. He's that bad. Um, <laughs> he was awful yesterday. I. Someone obviously hasn't told him Saka's left-footed because all he wants to do is show him on his left foot and then just stand there like a fucking statue. He was, he was, he was bad, like very, yeah. very bad. And no doubt he will go out and have, a, have an absolute blinder at the weekend and make me look like a right fucking knob. But you can't play, can't defend like that. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's the second the second Saka goal, the defending is laughable. It's yeah. like it's like five year olds. Devendra, it's so bad. But yeah, um, apologies, I guess to um, yeah the, the uh, Premier League, the Premier League title winners of uh, December two thousand
0: twenty three. You know, like the Drake curse. I feel like we have like the weekly mate, how good was curse. where every time we slag someone off or we'll say some shit about someone, whether it's a team or a player, they come out and do really well. So I've just said. What are you oh, are you sad that you said about Hoyland. Hoyland's not gonna score this weekend. I said you can see the difference that Casemiro made. He's gonna get sent this weekend. Aged's gonna score two and get a man of the match performance this weekend. And yeah, Arsenal, like I said, we need to apologise to them because they showed they were quality. They were they were quality from start to finish. And I really I I like I like Trossard a lot, is one thing. I I, I like him playing through the middle, I think he's a really good footballer. But I mean rice. Rice Rice's goal Rice's goal is uh, like Rice's goal is like you bump into your ex in the street and you're bumping into your ex with your arm around Margot Robbie in it. Like it is just he's like oh, oh have you not seen my new girlfriend Margot Robbie? Um, it is like uh, an absolute it's, it's an absolute worldie But what I don't get is we actually said about West Ham fans last week. Why are West Ham fans booing him? I don't understand. <laughs> How, if there's a player that does not deserve to be booed, it is the one that plays for a different team but still talks about how much he loves West Ham, captained due to European glory, and got the club 100 million, which is probably, like, that, that was an agreed thing, and he was, like, really good. He didn't kick up a sink. He played every game for him. And then the BOO! <laughs> Just fucking leave <laughs> it out, man. Like, the, I, I don't understand how logically you can see, even when he scores, he gets booed. Oh, he gets booed during the game. Arteta come out and said he got a standard, uh, he got a standard evasion, which I suppose he kind of up off. He got booed at points during the game, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry," like he's arms up and stuff like that. Whereas, like if that was me, mate, shirt off, yeah. shirt off, I'd have an arse, I'd have like you know the the temp tattoos, i have the Arsenal badge on top of my heart. <laughs> shirt off, I'd be kissing the Arsenal badge, waving the shirt around my head, batting the the bat- the tattoo, the fake tattoo I've got on my chest. Like
1: it's so, I thought it was so weird. The celebration was weird. I thought, because it's like a, he's like he's, it's almost like he's celebrating, because he's like he runs over to the crowd and he's like, I'm so, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> I'm so so sorry for scoring such a beautiful goal, to make it six <laughs> nil. <laughs> if you didn't care that, if you didn't want to celebrate, just turn around and walk back to the center circle. Like you don't need to yeah. go over like. I'm so sorry. Yeah, true. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. not all about yeah, you, Deck. A <laughs> <laughs> Um, But it's... Uh, but... But, uh, but... I didn't realise... I re the goal again this morning. I didn't realise how good it actually is. It is an yeah. unbelievable... Like, I was watching it. I was watching like, oh, this is a good goal. This is a really good finish. But, like, it is from... But the angle from behind it is fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable strike. Um... And I think he's, well, well, we don't need to say too much more about because he's he's been quality. But um, no celebration. I mean, maybe he heard about the celebration police coming out for Arsenal. Maybe it was the mate "how good was" curse again. Hearing about you moan about Arsenal fans celebrating too much, and he thought, "I can't celebrate that much at six 0 Maybe just a little one, but also not I a, would celebration have but also a celebration. Also a celebration." If he if he scored like, sixth
1: goal and he had gone up the touchline like celebrating, I would have
0: gone, "Ah, yeah, fair enough. That's pretty funny." Yeah. I was um, I was listening to I was listening to TalkSport on the on the way home and they just had West Ham fans on that had left the game early and some of them were saying some of the funniest shit ever man one of them was like one of them said football is gone can't even do things like tackling anymore I was like what the <laughs> fuck foot? how's is, how is football has gone it wasn't West football. Ham's football has gone Mate, he was like football's gone <laughs> how can the whole of football have gone because your team lost and you can't tackle anymore I I didn't see anything like that in the game anyway. It's such a weird thing to pick up on. But I do think that I I I I, I really struggle with the um I really struggle with the anti-Moyes narrative. Really struggle with it. Um because they've just I know that I know they've won they won the Conference League. They've come seventh twice. They had Pellegrinium for a little bit and he was a shambles. Not saying that any foreign manager automatically becomes a shambles. I understand that yesterday he needs to be held accountable as to the players, but the amount of slander that Moyes gets, I find so strange because I don't think, you know when you just don't know how good you've got something? Sometimes I think I don't think West Ham really realise how good they've got everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: They are eighth in the league. It's not like they're they're performing badly in the league. They are still eighth. I heard, I think it's Alan Shearer saying it on another podcast. He was saying, as far as the league position goes, West Ham probably are performing as as well as they can probably expect. The teams above them are better, yeah. um, the squ- and they've got better squads. So I don't think I don't think Moyes is doing anything. I I don't want to I don't want to say to like West Ham fans, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be angry at. Team performances or the way the team is playing, because if I don't watch them every yeah, week, I can't say, I can't turn around and be like, well, You're eighth. Like, you should be You should be grateful. Because ultimately, if your team is scraping results and you're eighth because of that, only West Ham fans are going to be able to turn around and say, Oh, yeah, the manager isn't good enough. I hate it when pundits turn around and say, No, you you shouldn't feel that way about your manager because he's done a very good job. Like if if you don't think that if they don't think the, he's the right fit, I I think they're right to want him out. But I I also think who who replaces them? Like, and, and if someone replaces him, are they? Is he going to take them to the next level? Like what what's what? what yeah. What the what do they expect? Is what I kind of I kind of think.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, th- I, th- I like unlike When you said like they're eighth, you look at their squad, they've got some players, some of their players could go to Man City, Liverpool, do you know what I mean? The bigger clubs like Paqueta, I said I don't think Kudos will be be there forever. Bowen wouldn't surprise me if you, like, do you know what I mean? Like these sort of players would be, but then like Thomas, Thomas, where does Thomas Suchek go from West Ham? Where does Vladimir Sufar go from West Ham? Where does Kurt Zuma go from West Ham? Where does Mavropanos go? Where does Agoud go? Do you know? Like, there's West Ham's a weird squad where they've got some really good players, and then they've got some players that just aren't as aren't as aren't as good. So the yeah. the 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 mix of the two together probably puts them in the position they should be. I remember still someone put West Ham only five or six players away from being a world class squad. It's like, yeah, but majority of Premier League sides <laughs> if they added five or six good players in we'll, world class players in would we'll be a world class squad. And like you said, West Ham squad depth is so thin man. Like especially now they got rid of Fornals and Ben Rama, they got like Antonio and what Antonio was an option. Um who else? Uh a call a. Do age, you know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. they're not no like look i I really rate McCann Antonio. I think he's been a really good I think he's been a really good player for West Ham for a really long time, but also he hasn't started that much this season. What does that show you about what more thinks of him? He's obviously getting on a little bit as well, but anyway, I think that you just be careful what you wish for is my would be my thing because I also think as well it won't surprise me if one or two of their good players go this summer too, and then I think it's like, oh, could it be a back to the wall jobby? Season afterwards, but um, anyway, long, long, in long and short, shout out Arsenal, fair play, you played really well yesterday. Um, I put this in there in here because we, we I don't think we need to talk about them too much. But Liverpool and City, Liverpool and City cruised, didn't they? Like, i, I City, not as much, City took a long time to break down Everton. Um, Liverpool again c- cruised, but also Dachau Fafana could have scored, or David Fafana, or David oh, Dachau okay. Fafana could have scored, t- could and should have scored two, one at least. Yes
1: yeah that that if he took yeah he takes those two chan- those two chances it is it it's it's uh it's finishing as a draw um he his move is brilliant for the for both chances as well um it's just a shame he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't put them away um mm. i'm starting to starting to question whether or not my prediction of liverpool win the league is actually gonna come to fruition i think I kind of underestimated, and this is going to sound ridiculous. I kind of underestimated how important KDB was going to be when he returned. Obviously, no, he's he's the best player in the league. I think that goes without saying. Um, but I did. I didn't think they were reliant on him that much, but they really, really are. When they're when they're <laughs> yeah. playing well and he's in the squad, they are unstoppable. And. I think they are going to be unstoppable to see now and the end of the season. I don't think Liverpool are going to be able to maintain those sorts of levels. Oh, I, I could be completely wrong. I do. <laughs> I am on the fence a bit now, as opposed to before. I was I was pretty convinced that Liverpool are going to win the league. Now I'm
0: not not so not so sure. Yeah, it's ten wins. It's ten wins in a row for City as well, isn't it? Like it's just they're, they're they're just they're coming into this this time of the season where they come into their stride and like you're you're right as well aren't you I, I agree a hundred percent with the KDB thing because you know he's coming back but when he's not there you don't worry you don't worry about him do you know not do you know what I mean not not don't worry about him and you know he's coming back but also if you saw like a five point gap, you'd just be like, ah, five point gap. And you wouldn't think, yeah, but KDV is going to be back and have this much of an impact. You just think, oh yeah, there's a five point gap between Liverpool and city or Arsenal and city or whoever. And then he comes back and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. He's so good. He's actually a joke. I know we know he's a joke, but when you don't see him all the time, you're like, ah shit, you forget how good he is. Um, yeah, I I agree. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know the and also disillusioned met that a member of my disillusioned eleven Ben Godfrey managed to pick up managed to play two sports in one game. I have to play in football and also kickhead or UFC. <laughs> just deciding just to just to leave a little bit on Edison's head just so he knows he's there early doors. Uh, fucking mental. I don't, let's not talk about VAR because it is shit in it, but mental. Um, Liverpool, like I said, yeah, okay. Let's just get past them. They beat Burnley. Wow, well done. Um one thing I one thing I haven't put down in our thing that we need to talk about as well is um another apology that needs to be made from both <laughs> of us to um to the man who hates bread, hates butter, hates fillings, and hates all of those things being put together and eaten at the same time. <laughs> the sandwich hater himself, Chris Wilder. We were like, Yeah, they're shit, they're down, blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden they pull out a huge away performance and beat Luton three one, which both of us and our predictors I had Luton four one. I think you had Luton three one. Um, (laughs) What a! I mean, I I mean, I've said about four or five, maybe maybe six, seven weeks ago, Luton are definitely down. And I said about three or four weeks ago, Sheffield United are definitely down. They're shocking, and Luton look like they're Luton are still in and around. Obviously, Sheffield United can they come back? Like, is uh, is there a resurgence or is this? Or are we going to get... Because I feel like what we do is every week we we are so dictated by the results that we don't see anything long term. We look at a set of results and go, wow, they're fucking unreal. They're going to win the lot. Or yeah, they're <laughs> unreal. They're staying up. Like, are Sheffield United going to stay up or not? Um,
1: There's seven points between them and Luton who are in 17th. And Luton have got a game in hand. No, absolutely not. No. They are down. Um, yeah. I did say though, I did say, I, I thought Chris Wilder would turn them
0: around. Um, maybe this is the turning point. Maybe they are but you gonna... did also say last week that Chris Wilder should get sacked. So <laughs> I, did, <yeah. laughs> and I also did just say that
1: they are gonna definitely go down. So Yes. All bases covered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the Mate House Sit on the Fence Was podcast. <laughs> where both of us like to be fair, like I said, over the course of the last three weeks i think i've said that one of liverpool with the league Arsenal with the league and city win the league so just like you said like told you told you so
1: yeah i think yeah um i don't think they're gonna be they're gonna be staying up mate
0: i, 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 no, I, I i'll
1: happily sit in that account
0: now they are they are down yeah fair enough agreed they are down um loads of other Premier League games we could talk about and stuff and like we'll talk about Newcastle or whatever. But we just we've decided not to just we're going to cut it a little bit short but I think one player that we spoke about again on Sunday morning very briefly that I just want to bring back up is um, on, on your like Premier League when you do your Premier League predictors for the year or you have a think of what's going to be on your on the horizon in the Premier League One thing is Neil Mopai being prolific definitely was not on anyone's radar. (laughs) I don't think anyone had, and no one had a prediction of Neil Mopai being prolific, but I definitely think when I saw this transfer 18 months ago, I didn't have this being something that I thought would, I was like, oh, great bit of business, but mate, Willian, (laughs) what the (laughs) fuck? Willian was, I watched, um, I watched the Fulham Bournemouth highlights of which again, we both said Bournemouth would win and Fulham won. Um, William was outstanding. I can't believe how much pace he dropped the shoulder at one point, took around the fullback, and it was like, "Fuck me! How has he still got that? How has he still got that acceleration, that engine on him?"
1: Yeah, his delivery as well for the second Munir's goal is unreal. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like, why? What? What are they doing at Fulham to make him so good? Like, does he just not train? He just turns up on the weekend. They're like, you could just do whatever you want, William. And then you just—if you carry on playing like this, you can, yeah, he can, you can have a couple couple days off. Um, he's he's pretty old now
0: as well. I am surprised he's still going at the level he is. Mate, he's he's thirty five. He's a thirty five year old left winger. Who? What? What thirty five year old winger drops a shoulder and beats players for pace in the Premier League? <laughs> it's not. It's not, something you, it's not something you see very often. When you look at like his, when you look at his like career as well, his career's so strange. When he spent a year at or so he spent six months at Ange, so weird. But if you look at, like, he, well, obviously, he had his time at Chelsea, and I think by the end of his time at Chelsea, it's probably time for him to go, he scored one in 25 for Arsenal and then one in 35 for Corinthians. So across the course of 60 games, he scored two goals. And 35 of those games are played in the Brazilian League. You're thinking, right, this guy is done. This guy is LA Galaxy written all over him. And then he's got nine in 48 for Fulham. But I'd imagine his assist numbers are are pretty high because he starts pretty often as well. Like, how has that? How has that happened? It is it is nuts, isn't it?
1: He just likes it in West London, doesn't he? Maybe it's um, yeah. Arsenal was just a bit too north for him, so couldn't have, couldn't have quite turn the start wa- on.
0: He walked out from the ground and heard forever <laughs> i was like oh fuck this i'm not performing i'm not performing am not doing it <laughs> and when he walked out of chelsea and heard the fans singing that song about him they do it goes chelsea 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 <laughs> chelsea 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 Chelsea. he was like oh i'm done with that now i've heard that song about me so many times um but shout out willian um we slacked off tom kearney and then he was crap but shout out willian and then so we slacked off tom kearney and then he was class we're not going to slug off William because you're class, and Tom Kearney, you are class as well, right? Let's go to the continent. Let's let's have a look at the continent. <laughs> There's one person we're obviously going to talk about at some point, but I'm going to say we're going to start. We're going start by talking about Madrid, right? The um the the club's pro uh, um, at um right back, Yankuto with the pink hair for Herona. My <laughs> God, he. <laughs> He couldn't have had a worse day at the office, could he? I mean, like, look. Again, we're not your old da. We're, we're not your old da, but we are a little bit. If you've got pink hair, you have to perform, don't you? You can't have pink hair and drop an absolute stinker. And he, honestly, I his job is his job is nigh on impossible because when Venetius fancies it, Venetius is. But he's close to unplayable, but he every every highlight from the game is just him getting taken to the cleaners and then him giving a penalty away at the end like tough day for him, but how good were Real Madrid?
1: yeah they were they were they were um what's the word I'm looking for? I'd not say electric but electric, you know like they, yeah. were, they play at 100 miles per hour the, the forward line is just so quick. And then they've got the car horse the Hossaloop following in at the back. Um <laughs> No that was harsh. Um apart from when he hit the post though. Um Yeah. Yeah, they're they're so good. They are so good. Vinicius is so sick. Like his his first the first goal he scores unreal. Um I feel like he to score that goal quite a lot as well, cutting it on his right foot, blasting it across the goal. Um title challenges Hirona didn't didn't look up to it did they they look like cannon fire right. um, yeah starting to crumble but yeah
0: but it's, it, Madrid isn't it yeah like it's, it's unsurprising that a side like Hirona are gonna not if they don't win the league, it would not be a surprise to them. If they, if the fact they're getting close is something that should be hugely commended. And, and this isn't, we're not here to, we're not here to slag off her owner because they are doing an absolutely incredible job um, to be even be in touch and distance of it is, is beyond the joke. Um, but the, there's levels in there. And I actually saw the, the owner manager said that like we were talking about how to defend Vinicius and sometimes you just kind of go, or well, what, like, like what? Almost like what? Right. Like you can? He's, he's undefendable. And there are that's that's such a weird that's such a weird because there are points where you watch him and you think, fuck me, he is incredible. I saw someone say he's the best player in the world afterwards when he's on song. I thought he's not the best player in the world. Um, but he, but he is on his day. If he could be consistent, he could be he could be in the conversation with best players in the world. And I think, like, this is the tough thing. He probably... If you said two of the top 10 best players in the world, he'd probably appear on a lot of people's lists. He might even appear on mine. But he could be top three if he was doing it every single... Do you know what I mean? If his numbers were as high as they are, when well, he's good. Because he is... He obviously is something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, he's, I don't know if I put my top 10 in the world, but that's purely because I don't watch that much Spanish football. I haven't done really the highlights. So, Yeah. Yeah, he is good though. He's very good footballer. If he can get, if he he's still quite young as well. If he gets any better than he already is, he's gonna be a
0: he's gonna be a, a sick joke, mate. Speaking of sick jokes, right? Speaking of sick jokes, how old? 21? 21, 21 years old. Twenty, in fact, not even 21, twenty one. 20 years old. He's twenty one in June. Jude Bellingham, <laughs> Jude Bellingham has got. Jude Bellingham has got twenty-eight goals or assists in twenty-nine games for Real Madrid. He's got seven. He's got goal. He's got four goals and three assists in five in the Champions League, and sixteen goals and three assists in twenty-one in La Liga. He is twenty years old. If you're going to talk about sick jokes, he is the sickest joke there is out there. It is. I know that his his first goal, the pass is ex. is, Is like I said, is out of this world, and his second goal is just him charging and finishing but he you you have to be brilliant to be in those positions i always find that i always and i'm I'm kind of contradicting what i just said a little bit there but i always find that um oh he just gets lucky or it just bounces off for more he was just in the right place at the right time the the ability to be the person that's in that place at the right time is one that not very many footballers have so it's not it's not it wasn't a coincidence that Frank Lampard scored shitloads of goals. It's not a coincidence that Jude's scoring loads of goals. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, fucking that's bounced off his arse and gone in. He he knows that if he's in these right places, it will bounce off his arse and go in every now and again yeah. or off his, his thigh or his knee or his whatever, because that is a skill and a talent to be able to do that type of thing. And he he just is... He's just, he's just a joke, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I love watching him play. I think he's... He's so He makes it look so easy as well. Like he looks like he plays in... I probably say this every single podcast, but he looks like he plays in slow motion. He looks like he's yeah. got so much time on the ball and everything he does is just measured. Yeah, he is... I'm very excited for the Euros. Very,
0: very excited with him in the side. He, mate, he's the be- he's, We've said it before, we'll say it again. He's the best player in the world. <laughs> he, he genuinely is. Like, like it, initially, it went from a point of, oh we might be overhyping him because he's because he's English and we love him, but he is genuinely the best player in the world. Like, in my opinion, I he's he, better
1: than Ke- Kevin De Bruyne. Currently, he's the best player in the world. <laughs> this
0: season, fine. This fine. He's been the best player in the world this season.
1: Okay yeah that's fair enough so, cuz when you say I think you'd be hard you, you, when you
0: when you put up against a player who you
1: would probably consider to be the best player in the world it's hard to it's hard to convince yourself that is the case but he is
0: 1000% better than Kevin De Bruyne yeah he's miles better than him he's miles better than him um but yeah, incredible from Real Madrid again. I feel like we're turned into a bit of a Real Madrid podcast as well, which isn't intentional. It's just because it's literally just because Jude plays there, and because something mental happens to them every week. Um, the other, the, obviously, the other big game on the continent this weekend was Bayern versus Leverkusen. Oh my God! Oh my God! It, honestly, Leverkusen.
1: It, it could have been ten 0 Yeah, it could have easily been ten nil. I was trying. I, I'd say stop counting. But they had so many opportunities. 3-0 doesn't really reflect how dominant they were. They were unreal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, we we spoke about this in, in um, the Morientes podcast about the claws and stuff like that. Who the fuck at Bayern has gone? Right, we're going to let this lad go to Leverkusen, this Stanisic. We'll let him go to Leverkusen. Uh Boss, do you want? Should we let him play against us, or oh, should we let him play against us? Yeah, he's only a defender. <laughs> he's probably not going to score. Six minutes later, or whatever it is into the game, a Bayern centre back comes up and scores past him. Doesn't celebrate, but also in the back of his head, he's going, <laughs> <laughs> do "You are know what I mean? Like that is he is he, he'll be over the moon if you were if you were sent on loan, right, and you scored against your parent club. Unless the parent club were Villa for you or Man United for me. I would be I would celebrate. I'd be shirt off. I'd be over <laughs> the moon, mate.
1: Yeah, but also like you you're gonna have to go back there at the end of the loan. Likelihood nah, is fuck if, You're probably gonna you're probably gonna wanna play for that club. You I
0: don't know about like, shirt off, but I would celebrate, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd I'd be sure if I, fine, if I went from if I was from went from Bayern to Leverkusen, Leverkusen would do really well and Bayern doing shit, and then I sort of Cemented that misery a little, not shit, but not the what they should be, and cemented that misery a little bit more, or I'd be knee slides. I'd be knee slides. <laughs> to the fans as well. I'd be shushing. I would. I, I've got no problem with that. Um, do you know what? The, the other thing as well that's, that. I mean,. <laughs> It's actually insane that um, Shabby Alonso has been this public about all of it. But he's actually confirmed that he's gone to Liverpool by celebrating at the end of the game. Because I don't know if you've (laughs) listened, but Curtis Curtis Jones has said that Liverpool invented celebrating and being like celebrating with the crowd and the fist bumps. So Shabby Alonso doing that is basically confirming that he is now Liverpool manager. Uh, Like, incredible. I can't believe that Liverpool invented celebrating. And when I was watching football prior to last weekend... I just thought celebrating was just something that everyone done, but Curtis Jones has proved it wrong. That actually Liverpool have invented celebrating. That's amazing, isn't it? Like, I, I mean, I, I thought Pep's influence was big, but the fact that Klopp and Curtis Jones between them have invented celebrations, I mean, wow! My mind was just blown by that. What were we doing before before the celebrate before celebrating? I don't know. I think when when um, Fernando Torres went round the keeper for Chelsea against Barcelona, I think Gareth Neville just went, mm, "Nothing going on here," and then just <laughs> carried on and went back, didn't he? And <laughs> yeah, when Martial when Martial scored against Liverpool, Martin Tyler went, "Oh, nothing's happened. Nothing has happened, and there's no reason to have any form of joy about it." Anthony Martial. Because obviously, mate, Liverpool, they're, they're such a huge club that they actually invented celebrations. That's so massive. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to Bayern Bayern. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, back to Leverkusen Bayern. Um, like I said, they were so impressive. I can The football they play is outstanding. The two, I, I mean, you, you, I know that we probably both follow pages on Twitter where it just says about the players' numbers and stuff like that. But like Grimaldo, for example, yeah. you look at his numbers this season, you see him play and you think, I get it. And I also looked at Xhaka playing and thought, have Arsenal made a mistake? Because he was, I know he, he was in, he was injured but then carried on playing, but then obviously went off injured in the end. But he was very, very, very good. Frimpong as well.
1: Both the fullbacks are brilliant. Oh, really, they're going to struggle to keep hold of those um, in the summer. Yeah. Um, I think Frimpong's only Frimpong's got like 12 gone. months left or something like that.
0: Frim, so. yeah, Frimpong's quite, do you know Frimpong's ex Man City as well? He's a Man a City surprise. product. Frimpong's a Man City product. That remember he he was apparently we both listened to open goal. Like apparently he was unbelievable at Celtic, um, and obviously he's been unbelievable at Bayer Leverkusen. Grimaldo, I think they'll keep. I think Grimaldo will stay because he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight and he's just signed a he's signed like a four year deal there or something like that. They've Got him on a free transfer, so I because I, I I think he'll stay. But I think Frimpong, you're right. I think he'll go. Yeah, yeah. They've got
1: they've got a few good players. They've
0: got a few good players I'm top of the table weird. by
1: Leverkusen. Um, yeah, but, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I think, (sighs) yeah, hopefully they can keep hold of some of them because they're going to be in the Champions League next season, they're going to be defending champions, hopefully they can pick up a few, um, a few good players and, um, yeah, hope that Bayern don't buy
0: every single one of them, um, but they normally do. Do you know, I've, I've got this, I, but. As great as all of it was, and as bad as Bayern were, I still think Bayern are going to win the league. Don't know why. Yeah. I just feel, like, yeah, I just do. I don't know what it is. Leverkusen had that. I, I remember reading an article on Leverkusen from years ago when they had. Do you remember they got to Champions League final, and they were like they were something like nine points clear with four games left, and they lost the last four games or something stupid like that. <laughs> just don't know why. I just feel like I don't know. Just feel like a club's curse, and I feel like Bayern just have that shitty little thing that they just do every year do not they where they win um, yeah I don't know but it was it was in, it was interesting to see the, the difference was it was huge the difference in quality and Shabby Alonso is proven uh, two weeks after getting linked with the Liverpool job to go and do that obviously if that after everything's clock has happened he's going to know that there he's going to know that there will be people that would have paid attention to that game on Saturday as almost like a dry run of how he would get his Liverpool side playing and mm. Um, just take more of an interest in, in Leverkusen and him because of the amount of links he's getting with the job and to go and do that is a sign that if he does take the Liverpool job he will be fine. Obviously, I hope he isn't but he will be fine. We will see. Jury's and out. And also, De, Zerbi, De Zerbi's also on 4-18 so <laughs> is, is the next he up, United up to re- Who knows? The next Man United manager Roberto De Zerbi's on 4-18 which is not great. Um, right, Let's have a quick review of our um, of our results that so we guessed. So nine that we did, because we did Palace-Chelsea, which is, isn't until tonight. We're recording this on Monday. So of the nine results, Dono, in terms of actual results, you got one correct. And me, nice. in terms of actual results, I got one correct. And both of those ones correct. We got the score right as well. So we got seven completely wrong. So seven <laughs> out of nine wrong. <laughs> you got um, uh, Man City. Oh, actually, no, I got two right because I went Man City 6-0 and you went Man City 2-0 against Everton. It was 2-0. And the one I got right was uh, Villa and Man United. I went for 2-1 Man United. So I'm going to just say, I'm going to say, do I'm this week's winner. Uh, I went fuck all when there's no scoring system, but I feel like I won this week. So what I'm going to do is we're going to keep it short this time rather than go for the Premier League. With the um, return of the Champions League, I'm just going to ask you what you reckon the Champions League results are going to be this week. Um, okay. Who do you think is going to win the Champions League? Um,
1: my head says City, but I kind of feel like Madrid are going to win it as well. Yeah, they both they both can't win it, but I think one of those two are going to win it. I, I feel like Jude is destined to lift that trophy this season.
0: Yeah, and then he'll win the Balloon Door when England yeah. win the Euros as well. Oh, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it, but I do think it. I think Inter will be in and around there again as well. As You're right. You're men. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I watched them I watched <gasps> the, um, I watched the I highlights and um, I don't know I, they, they won not play, well, ev- don't, don't get me play wrong, well every week but winning when you're not playing
0: well is important
1: open very open I thought
0: yeah anyway we'll see right <laughs> let's go through the results let's go through the results the the, um, the fixtures this week so starting off Leipzig Madrid at Leipzig tomorrow at 8 o'clock No, Jude apparently. Jude's apparently picked up a knock, but you can just see him playing, can't you still? Um, But rest up, King.
1: I reckon
0: 3 1 Madrid. Yeah. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for. Do I want to be kooky and random? I'm going to go for. I want to say the same, but I can't. I'm going to go for 2 1 Madrid. I'm going to go for 2-1 Madrid. Um, Next game. Right. Now, as someone who's been on the end of a humbling by these, I'm going to say they're a massive club that cannot be underrated (laughs) by anyone. Copenhagen Mm -hmm. versus Man City. Who have you got in that? Um, I think
1: City will win 2-0.
0: I think City will win 2-1. I think Copenhagen 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 were way better than I thought they were going to be but also we were fucking horrendously vilely disgustingly crap. So <laughs> but I think they could score I could see them scoring in Copenhagen I think it'll be That'd I be think bronze. it'll be one of those where it's like two I think it's one of those it will be like 2-1 in the first leg and City win 6-0 at home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Lazio, Lazio versus Bayern Munich. Now Lazio are in. Lazio are not in a good way. Maurizio Sarri is picking a fight with any. Maurizio Sarri picks a fight more than he picks up a fag and puts it in his mouth. And he smokes <laughs> a lot, a lot of cigarettes. So, um, uh, this is two clubs that are having a difficult time. I have no idea what this would be. What do you reckon? Nil nil. Nil nil.
1: <laughs> yeah, nil nil. Um, then Bayern buying a batter I'm in the second leg
0: I'm going 4-0 Bayern I reckon Fucking huge response now. after I reckon huge response after the weekend and this is I'm changing
1: a, a, mine a... I'm changing mine I'm going to go 2-0 Bayern
0: alright and I think th- I think this is one of the I think this is genuine I think this is such a hard game to call PSG Real Sociedad is the last one. Oh um
1: 2-2. Two, two.
0: Great result. I think yeah. Um, I think
1: I think it's also did get a couple of goals. It's like PSG are funny, aren't they?
0: Yeah, this is and that's it because PSG could win this six nil or PSG could lose this three one. You do you know what I mean? Like it could be like it would neither of those. Obviously six nil would be a surprise, but neither of the results. Like I, I'd be like, what? What? I never knew that. Oh, I never knew that. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Oh I reckon I reckon three one PSG. Oof, but I wanted to, but only because I wanted to say 2 2 and you said it, so I've just gone for 3 1 PSG just to be different. Um, and then looking at the Europa League, uh I couldn't give a fuck. So we're just gonna ignore that. Um, so that is that is the uh who've you got in the conference league actually? Wait, you haven't done the other, Let's the just, other pictures? Yeah, because that's yeah, because that next week, mate, and we record in between oh, yeah. the two weeks. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I was oh, looking at it and I was like, Wednesday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, they're all on the same day. Fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, man. Who, who have we got on the conference league?
0: Um I don't know yet, because yeah.
1: we're we're through to the um, Oh, you're
0: automatically through.
1: Yeah, so we've got to wait for them to oh. play their playoffs.
0: Ah. Oh. But oh, I mean, ignore that? Like <laughs> who then? the fuck cares? We'll
1: play some fucking farmers yeah. anyway and get battered. Yeah, good evening.
0: Um, Right, that's us. Hope you enjoyed. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to our Instagram and TikTok at MateHDW. And we will be back on Friday with a player pod, which is, I'm going to say our player pod this week is probably a bit of a niche choice, um, but we hope that you really enjoy it. I'm going to (laughs) describe two things. Thunderbolts, Predators. And you're going to be thinking, hmm, I wonder who that could be. And I don't think it is who you think it is, but this player is Thunderbolts and Predators. Mm, um,
1: yeah, the the, uh, the Spanish
0: Stephen Reid. Ooh, the what, Donno? Sorry. I don't know if he's... Is he actually Spanish? Or is he French? We'll or is he out. German? Is he Dutch? Is he Brazilian? Is he Uruguayan? Who knows? Anyway, we are off. It is a bye from me.
1: And it's a bye from me. Scott McTominay. See you later. Fuck you.